Episode number 211, Electric Swapped Camaro. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Oh, man. Going crazy around here. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know what that means. It just sounded cool. (laughs) Well, we got a decent amount of news to talk about this week. Oh, yeah, we do. We do, and it's... Even I dismissed our headline story. I'm like, yeah, yeah, somebody throwing something together. But... uh, yeah, it's a, it's a serious thing. In fact, if you watch the video, oh God. Uh, Donut Media, they're clearly very pumped about it. Clearly. Let me let me see if I can play just a first little snippet yeah, like, here like of, of Mr. Picture this. You're at the track. A car comes drifting sideways through the first turn. The tires are a-screaming for mercy. But suddenly, you realize that they're the only thing that's screaming. There is no engine sound. What? What? Oh my god. It's a car doing donuts. And it's quiet. Because it's electric. Calm down, dude. It's, it's pretty cool. We get it. It's pretty cool. Donut Media is is known for their over-the-top emphasis on all the videos they do. So this would be no less um, when they're talking about their first look on the electric Camaro drift car. It's actually a really good-looking car. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. So this company called Napoleon Motorsports made an electric-powered Chevy Camaro e L1 mm-hmm. Formula Drift Car. This is this thing is fully Tesla ludicrous mode, 515 horsepower, 800 plus pounds of torque, and Travis Reeder will be driving it this season. Mm. It is kind of odd to see a car like squealing the tires but making no noise. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I always picture, <clears throat> like like we were talking before the show, not big drift fans, right? <clears throat> well, I don't get it. I, yeah. And, <clears throat> excuse me, what the heck? Um, whenever you go to SEMA and you're you're coming outside, it seems like there's always that big parking lot and Ford is always drifting oh, yeah. cars there. So it's like, mm-hmm, coming back from SEMA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I, I mean, I do get it. I just don't get it if you know what i mean you know, we're, we're brought up with drag racing and road racing i i don't know is it is it an east coast versus west coast thing mimi i i, I don't know well i mean at ls fest i've seen it happen really I, I, i've seen it happen but i've watched it and it, it is really neat to watch two cars come within not even inches an inch from the wall sideways uh-huh. you know th- there's definitely some skill involved in it but i also understand it's a competition of sorts sure. i just don't understand how the competition is scored yeah like who can slide around is more 
than the other person? I, 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 I'm sure that if I looked into it, I could, I could find yeah. an answer to it. But it, it just, it's neat to watch. Dear no, listeners, no question. Yeah, we, we, I want to put this out there. If you yeah. are a drifting fan, please call in. I, I encourage you to call in and, and, and tell us why you're a drifting fan and what is it that appeals to you. And maybe and, give us Drifting 101 or yeah, something. Drifting 101. Because it's just kind of like, hmm, yeah, that's cool. They, they came screaming around the corner. Yeah, that's cool. It, it is cool, but I don't, other than... You can appreciate the, you can appreciate the, uh, the, the, the driver. The skill. The skill yeah. that the driver has to control a car that's sliding. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow, they really gutted the crap out of this Camaro. I'm watching the video in the background while we're talking. Yeah. They, they just, th- this is a... This is kind of neat, actually, but still, to to what purpose? Huh. So obviously, you now they they as a kind of a play on the ZL1. They call it the EL1 because it's an electric yeah. car, um, pumping out 515 horsepower, 800 foot pounds of torque. Um, I, I wouldn't mind driving it. <laughs> it sounds fun. Yeah. I don't know if I drift it, but I drive the hell out of it. <laughs> it's actually a cool video. Yeah. I got the sound off again, but I'm watching in the background. They're showing some other... Drifting is a serious thing, man. It mm. is. It is. But, like I said, I don't get it. Yeah. I'll have to look into it just yeah. to see what the big deal is. I mean, we used to do it in the snow in Michigan going down the road. <laughs> but not... That was for fun, not for sport. Yeah. That was because, you know, what else do you do in the wintertime? Well, if you're not blowing things up or breaking things. Yeah. Or, or blowing things up. Or shagging. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I guess, but we were more interested in blowing things up. <laughs> All right, Chris, you're going to link this up in the oh, show course. notes here, and of course, and I guess, I guess, where I'm going to go with this is, uh, uh, it seems like we talk about this more and more and more and more, and that's electric cars. And here it is, you know, it's been in drag racing with the E Copo, and now in the EL1 and Tesla and. It's, I, w- I wonder what it's going to become the common, and then naturally aspirated is going to be the exception. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely watch that video. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, we got some other news here. Hey, one of Dave's cars is headed to Barrett-Jackson. Yeah, pretty cool. The 2019 Camaro Yenko Stage 2 with the 1,000 horsepower that our good buddy Dave Hamburger produces over at SVE. Mm-hmm. That's going to be auctioned off at Barrett Jackson coming up in Palm Beach 2019 later this month. When is that going to be here? Uh, I'm looking for a date. I'm, not, I'm on the website. I can't. Yeah, it said later this month. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, let's enter our estimating bid and calculate what our payment would be. <laughs> let's let's say a hundred. What, what's the sticker at? It's 120 thousand. Yep. Let's just say that I really want it bad, and I'm going to go 145 thousand. Okay. And that's going to cost me $1,400 a month. Hmm, not bad. <laughs> About as much as my house. Wow. 2019 Stage 2. Uh, 25 number, miles. Yeah, it's car number one of 25. That Too was, cool, man. Got a good-looking car. Mm-hmm. Stage 2, stroked to 6.8 liters. using forged 4340 steel crankshaft, forged H-beam connecting rods, forged aluminum pistons. Stage 2 came at a cost of 66995 on top. Of the original price of the car. The engine also uses cylinder heads off the LT4, which are CNC ported. Uh-huh. 
for increased airflow and backed by a heavy-duty 8-speed automatic transmission. The Camaro is equipped with the upgraded Yanko brakes, 20-inch Yanko wheels, 25 actual miles. Wow. Beautiful orange crush exterior, 1,000 horsepower. You, ladies and gentlemen, could be the bidder. A lot number four, seven, 14 at uh, Palm Beach 2019. Still, I don't see a date, but this is Palm Beach 2019 on Barrett Jackson's page. And uh, you can also register to bid on it right now. Oh, schedule Palm Beach in 2019, Barrett Jackson. Hey, guess what? Today. Oh, today. Happening today. What's that lot number again? That well, is lot, today as lot we record this. 714. By the time you listen to it, this is going to be over. But or by the time you listen to this episode, the 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 auction will be over. Oh boy! Oh, it's and it's uh, let's see here, eight a.m. auction close. Touchdown automobile collector car auction. I bet you that's when it's going to be. Uh, Ten fifteen a.m. So it's uh, pretty much happening. It's happening. Um, yeah, it's five minutes. <laughs> it's, ago. Just get, it's just getting started. <laughs> You know, oh. Pretty much five minutes ago. <laughs> where's my Where's my remote? <laughs> Do they have Bear Jackson on TV from Balm Beach? Oh, oh, oh gosh, yes. It's on all day long. I could just sit and drink beer and watch it all day. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think the thing that annoys me is that I want to know how these guys make the money that they do. <laughs> Good for them. Yep. Not not bitter, but just I mean, I see <clears> them <throat> stand there. They're going, yeah, I bid two hundred thousand on this. And then, you know, you got the dude that's the, that works for Barrett Jackson that's in your face going, come on, come on, come on, you, you know, oh, well, I got the, you know, and I'd be like, listen, a-hole, I got the money. Back off. Back off. I can raise my own hand. Thank you. <laughs> that's just me. I don't, again, just like drifting, I don't quite understand it. I'm going to try to find it right now, see what's happening. Okay. Um, and then they go, and then they win, and everybody's like giving them high fives, and that, or actually they're giving each other high fives around the winner, and the winner's just kind of like, eh, I'll put it in the garage with the other ones. Yeah. It's got to be kind of, I don't know, boring. Not, yeah, like, remember remember when you got your, signed the papers on your fifth-gen Camaro? I'm going to turn around so I can see the TV. Yes. And I actually went to the dealership with you to take a picture of you signing yes. the papers on that. Yes. That was so exciting because, you know, it was, a, it was a process. We talked about this car for years, years. And the day you could finally order it, yeah, we went to the dealership and uh, signed up for one. You were, you were taking a picture. Looking for it here. I can't find okay. it. I mean, I got I got a nine year old Corvette, and every time I walk out to the garage, which is often, I kind of take mental pause and look at it. I'm like, yeah, that's my car. Hmm. Can you imagine having thirty or four? Oh, somebody's here. Well, well, and there's the dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you imagine having thirty or forty collector cars in a in a nice, beautiful, climate controlled warehouse, and you walk in there? Would you still have that same feeling? Yeah. Would you still pause at at each one? Ah, that's a nice I would. Car. I, I'd like to think that I would. Ah, that's a nice car. Or, or walking and going, hmm, which car do I want to take today? Like a Jay Leno problem. Ooh, Rocky Four is on. <laughs> Can't find it. Son of a gun. All right, I'll, I'll deal with it later. We'll find okay. out what happens. I'll, I'll check the uh, check the listing later. Yeah, on. we'll link this up in the show notes, even though it'll be done by the time you guys listen to this. But at least we can see what it went for. Yeah, and uh, I hope it does well yeah. for our friends at uh, SVE. Okay, next up, something uh, right. uh, the biggest the biggest secret that was no secret really. Um, uh, GM is getting ready to unveil the next generation of Corvette douchebaggery. What? 
What? That's what, my, that's what my grandmother would say things. 07, 18, 19, next-gen Corvette reveal event. That's basically all they told you. They're not going to tell you where it's going to be, what they're going to unveil, nothing. All it says is don't let, get left behind. The next-generation Corvette is the most anticipated Corvette ever. It's the sum of each generation before it, but will stand alone as the new standard of performance. Sign up to receive updates straight from the source and be the first to know about the next-gen Corvette. And they got a little link. Come along for the ride. You got a thing. Click for updates. They also put at the top of the Chevrolet.com website a little link that says next-gen Corvette. So if you click that, you come to this page where you can click to sign up. And, um, well, we all, we all know Chevrolet has been testing this new-generation Corvette on the road for years. Years. What? Years. Okay. So and we've been we've, we've been antici- we've been anticipating it for years. It's going to be Detroit, Chicago, New York, blah blah blah. Well, it looks like they're going to do a standalone event, kind of like they did for the the Camaro Six when when that was released. So uh, July eighteenth, twenty nineteen. That's all we know. We only know the date. We don't know where. We don't know what. Uh, well, we know. I mean, it's going to be a Corvette, but, yeah, but we don't know what the venue would be. Remember when they announced the Camaro coming back? They did the whole fanfare thing at uh, right there at the GM Tech Center there in Warren, Michigan. Yes, it was kind of cool. I wonder if they're going to do something kind of like like this. Oh, you know what? It might actually be in Bowling Green. I mean, I know that's where they produce it. So I mean, but, it's probably yeah. going to be at the Corvette Museum. They're probably going to have all the previous generations of the Corvette, you know, one after the other, showing the progression, and then yeah. bam, a car that we've seen for a year just done uh, just painted normally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been hearing in the news that they've been struggling with with technical uh, problems with the car. Don't know if that's true or not. Just what we've been hearing, and which is why it's taking them so god awful long <laughs> to come out. They expect the car to be unveiled um, at this event and go on sale later later that year. So, what do you expect to see? Um, I just just noticed something. The 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 the, the you know the date image right yeah you know and, and you know it's got the eight being the eighth right, generation yeah. highlighted in red i actually went to save it to my desktop for some unknown reason yeah and i, I just i just want to i want to index surf because <laughs> let's see content slash dam if you don't know what dam is a digital asset management uh, chevrolet slash na slash us slash english slash index slash vehicle slash 2020 slash zerv pre reveal slash Zero one images slash twenty twenty Zerve pre reveal test two dot SVG. So what's test one? Come on, let's see what. And we what got. does Zerve mean? That's the thing that I wasn't sure. Nope, page not found. So what happens if I just index Zerve? Come on, <laughs> four hundred not found. <laughs> <laughs> Bang, baby! Oh, here's all the images. <laughs> no, I, I doubt they would put anything up on a on a public web server. But who knows? <laughs> Zerve, codename Zerve, okay, car, according to Car and Driver in 2016, when we first started seeing some really rough spy shots. Uh, okay, so Zora, Zora and Arcus Duntov's yeah. 1960s mid-engined Serve C-E-R-V, concepts. So the, the, the assumption is that they use the name Zerve, chosen as, as an homage to Zora's. Yeah. Kind of neat. So nothing big, big secret. It just kind of, I've seen it before. I just didn't know what it was. Oh, it's from those leaked, um, um, CAD drawings. Uh, I think okay. it is where they pulled it from Zerve. Yeah. Yeah. 
neat stuff. I mean, it's it's really cool. I hope that it's well received. I'm sure it's going to be a great car. Um, God help me if they put the bow tie in the middle of the front, because they will never hear the end of it. <laughs> I don't think they're going to put a bow tie on it. <laughs> I know. They usually don't even put Corvette on it. Except maybe in one spot. Yeah. Um, speaking of Corvettes, just a side note, the C6 Z06 is really being mentioned quite a bit as um, the performance bargain of the decade. Talking about you can get 505 horsepower, aluminum frame, titanium rotted engine, naturally aspirated engine for in the 30s now, you know, with, with some d- decent mileage on it, but something you could just stomp on for good time's sake. Hmm. I'm glad I got mine. I'm having fun with it. All right. Enough of the Corvette douchebaggery stuff, as you say. How about some real stupidity? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, something to, do you think this is legit? <laughs> Reverend Obofor buys brand new Camaro car worth $3.2 billion to bro Sammy as free gift. This news article, the leader and founder of the Anointed Palace Chapel... <laughs> Reverend Obofor has dashed Brother Sammy a car. This this must be in another, another language country. The pastor during his mother's 60 years birthday dinner announced to the audience that he will give his Camaro car parked in his Kumasi residence to his brother Sammy. The benevolent what? Reverend Obofor stayed by his promise and has officially handed over the green-colored Camaro worth $3.2 billion to the gospel musician. Oh, that's GH three point two billion. Yeah, so I don't know. It's probably worth what ten bucks. GH three point two billion dollars. GH. What is GH? Bank of Ghana. There you go. So that is let's see how much here. that's really worth. Fifteen bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, GH three point two billion. But if I send him a check, USD. if I send him a check for three point three billion and ask him, <laughs> all he has to do is send me back the car, and he can keep half of the extra money and send it back to me. That would be wonderful. <laughs> so three comma two zero. Let's see, it's three two two. How many zeros is that? One two three four five six. That's thirty two million. Let's do three point two billion. That is sixty two thousand dollars USD. Okay. No, wait. No, wait. Nope. Wrong comma. $62 million. $62 million US? <laughs> oh, no. That's not right either. Hold on. I got to add another zero over here. Let's try that. Yeah. Uh, $621 million. US? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes no sense. But look, look at the pictures, too. The top picture is a sixth gen. The bottom picture is a fifth gen. So the, you, got a, you got a Krypton green car up top, and then below you got a Synergy green fifth gen. So which one is it? <laughs> um, and then yeah, up top he's 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 on a synergy green, standing in front of a synergy green car. But in yeah. the middle, the the YouTube links, one of them's a sixth gen, the other one's a I don't know. I'm really confused on what's happening over there. Yeah, I guess good for brother Sammy. Brother Sammy, enjoy your synergy Reverend, green. Camaro. Reverend Obafor, three point two billion dollars Ghana. Okay. That yeah. Was a, that was a weird right. one. But I saw Al yeah. post it, so I, I snagged it from him. <laughs> Al's probably laughing his head off. <laughs> okay. 
what else what else we got here we got well well this is this would probably be the part of the show where we we go into voicemails but unfortunately we have no voicemails this week what what <laughs> that's what my grandmother would say like grandma i yeah. just you know wrecked uh, in the road on my bike what <laughs> that's she was she had a lot of uh british uh background so she'd she'd enunciate her the h in words like white or what? wheels or what what all right uh let's see more more camaro you want, you want to do more than one last camaro news thing before we get into the really funny stuff after our voicemail bump sure and that is uh 2019 chevrolet camaro turbo revealed for philippine market and it costs 7.9 trillion dollars oh no wait that's not right yeah no uh, but seriously uh, 2019 Camaro arrived in the Philippines. Sounds like the Pretty car's cool. heading all over the world, you know? It's been in uh, the uh, United Arab Emirates recently, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now now the Philippines. Good for them. Got it. I love the tail end of this, of the latest and greatest I version. I think it looks really good. I do. I really do. Uh, It'll only be offered with a turbocharged 2.0-liter engine. We assume that the 6.2 liter LT1 V8 isn't offered because Chevrolet doesn't want it to compete with the C7 Corvette, which launched in the country last year. Oh. Hmm. Leaves the Camaro Turbo about $3,800 cheaper than a Ford Mustang GT with the 5.0 liter V8 engine in the country. However, Ford also sells the 2.3 liter four-cylinder turbo EcoBoost model in the Philippines. And uh, by comparison, the Camaro, the Turbo Camaro is nearly $9,000 more expensive locally than the Mustang. Yet buyers will receive a healthy pack of standard equipment. Hmm. Well, good yeah. for good for the the people in the Philippine market. They have another option to choose from. Yeah. Speaking of turbos, I'll talk about about a turbo thing in a little bit. Okay. Um, but we promised we'd give you the the information to call in and leave your voicemail. Chris, you want to tell them how to do it? Here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> We've got more news, bro. We've got more news. Yeah, but it's just, just this is just the beer talk. This is <laughs> you know, the beer kind talk. Of, kind of stuff you talk about while you're standing around the garage having beers. Okay. This came across from, I don't know how I got this dropped into my mailbox. It was probably in one of my, you know, like uh, uh, aggregate news emails. 12 worst gas guzzlers of 1973. Hmm. It's a very specific 70s. Yeah. I wonder why. Dude, the size of these massive cars is ridiculous. I would totally rock one of these cars. Totally. Yeah, I'd rock one right into the bay. Especially this first one. Yeah, the Lincoln Con- 1973 <laughs> stinking Lincoln Continental. That thing is a boat, bro. 5,282 pounds, 460 cubic inch V8 with a screaming 212 horsepower doing an awesome 7.0 miles per gallon. Is that That's why they, right. Is that why they took a picture of it on the docks? <laughs> <laughs> that thing sucks down more dead dinosaurs than just about anything I've ever seen in my life. <sighs> I, I bet you, I bet you that sucks down more gas than than my Corvette when I'm flooring it. Wow. <laughs> How's about this? The next one up, Lincoln Continental Mark Five uh, Four, Mark yeah. Four, another massive one, five thousand pounds, four hundred sixty cubic V eight, same same pretty much same vehicle, Lincoln Continental, Lincoln Continental Mark Four. I, I don't know what the difference is, but 
ugliness. They're both just horrifyingly bad. 7.5 miles per gallon. Next is, gosh, I can see, wasn't this this type of car driven around in movies like Goodfellas and all that? Yeah. Sure 1973 was. Cadillac Sedan DeVille, 5,026 pounds, 472 cubic inch V8, 220 horsepower, 7.5 miles per gallon. Uh, keep on going. They're all, it's all the same. They're all, yeah. they're all huge. They're all 5,000 pounds. They've all got massive V8s and no power. Cadillac Eldorados, 8 miles per gallon. Ford LTD, which my grandparents, my grandma, what? Had <laughs> 8.5 miles per gallon. Uh, Pontiac Grand Prix. I forgot how big Grand Prix were. Eight point five miles per gallon. Ford Thunderbird. My grandma also had one of those. Eight point five. Oldsmobile Tornado. Eight point five. The Chevy Caprice. Look at the size of that thing. It weighs eight hundred pounds less than everything else. With two hundred forty-five horsepower. Not bad. Miles nine miles per gallon. The Imperial LeBaron. Not a, not familiar. Same deal. Nine miles per gallon. Chevrolet Monte Carlo. Good grief, man. Did everybody wear a turtleneck back then? Nine miles per gallon. Buick Riviera, nine miles per gallon. That one probably is the best looking one of them all, too. 1973 Buick Riviera. That thing had style. That thing you was could huge. Gosh, you know how many dead hookers you could fit in the trunk of that car? God bless America. <clears throat> Good Lord. I so had a I thought it was high funny. school that Monte Carlo. Yeah. Then the, what's the top 10 fastest cars of 1973? I just caught this. We'll just I'll just jump to it. The, the Tomaso Pantera, 6 seconds, 0 to 60. Porsche 911, Chevrolet Corvette, 8 seconds, Datsun 240Z, Dodge Charger. So, you know, I mean, there was some fat. The Chevy Nova. No way. No go. 10.7 seconds. <clears throat> and I bet yeah. any of these cars here, if you got hit on the road today with any other car... That was made, I would say, above 2010. It wouldn't even put a dent in one of these cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, I just got hit by a 2017 Mustang GT after cruised out of a freaking Cars and Coffee and slammed in me. His car was totaled, but I just got a little scratch. The Dodge Dot. The freaking Dodge Dot. Throw the freaking Dot. Oh, man. You you remember Back to the Future Part 2 when they were going to crush Biff in his, what was he driving, his car, with a DeLorean flying over top of it? What did Doc Brown say? He's like, this is a DeLorean, an aluminum body DeLorean. Marty, Marty, (laughs) this is an aluminum body DeLorean. It'll cut through us like tinfoil. Yeah. All right. So that leads into uh, the next thing from Popular Mechanics that just coincidentally uh, came in. Um, Oh. I, I, I put the wrong link in, though. Oh, no, wait. Nope. Wait, hold it. Nope, here it is. The most important car the year you were born. Chris, you were born in 71, right? Correct. All right, let me get to that. Most important car in 1971. Got to go to it because there's 100 of them. Mm-hmm. This is from Model T to Model 3, how driving changed Dude, over a century. The 1971 Stutz Blackhawk. Stutz Blackhawk? Stutz. Blackhawk. Huh. And for me, the next year, the 1972 Ford Ranchero, man. Ford Ranchero. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty much an El Camino, but Ford's version. And, oh, my God. Well, uglier or better looking, depending on how you want to look at Good it. Good Lord. And, of course, it had a 429 big block V8. Of course. Hmm. 1973 Chevrolet Monte Carlo. 74 Lamborghini, Lamborghini Countach. That's how I used to say it. <laughs> 75 Volvo 242. 76, Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme Coupe. God, those are good looking. 
77, Pontiac Trans Am with the Screaming Chicken. 78, the Subaru Brat. Remember those? No. The Subaru Brat? Don't remember it at all. It was basically like a Subaru version of an El Camino. It was a two-seater car truck thing. Really? But it was also four, a four-wheel drive. I would have and they to were, see it. They were neat. Um, 1979, Saab 900 Turbo. 80, AMC Eagle. God. 1981 well, DeLorean. There we go. 1982 yeah. Buick Grand National. Life is getting Boom. cool. 1983, the Volkswagen GTI. <laughs> 1984, the Plymouth Voyager slash Dodge Caravan minivan. Oh, yeah. 19, 1985, the Ferrari Testarossa Rino. 1986, Mercedes-Benz. 1987, Ford Mustang GT. That's that's a good one. Yep. 80, 1988, BMW M5. 89 is Lexus. 1990, the Mazda Miyagi. 1991, the Toyota MR2. 1992, the Ford Taurus SHO. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then 93 is the Chrysler LH sedans that all look like jelly beans. 94, the Acura Integra. 95, Subaru's back with a Legacy Outback. 1996, Dodge Viper GTS. 1997, Porsche Boxster. 1998, Lincoln Town Car. I always thought that was funny. Town Car! 1999, Lexus RX 300. 2000, Pontiac Aztec. God. 2001, Toyota Prius. 2002, BMW 7 Series. 2003, Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution. 2004, the Scion XB boxcar. 2005, Ford Mustang's back. 2006, Audi R8. I love that car. 2007, Honda Fit. 2008, Dodge Challenger SRT8. 2008, it's been that long and it hasn't changed. Yep. <laughs> 2009, Nissan GTR and their awesome transmissions that are all over the tracks around the world. 2010, the Toyota Prius again. 2011, Chevy Volt. 2012, Tesla Model S. 2013, Subaru BRZ. 2014, the Chevrolet Corvette. That's the C7. 2015, the Hyundai Genesis. First time Hyundai's been in there. 2016, Honda Civic. 2017, the Chevy Bolt, as in Bravo. 2018, Tesla Model 3, and that is it. Uh, I'm surprised in, for 2010 they didn't pick the Camaro. Yeah. Was it the first year it came back? But instead, the Toyota Prius. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but it could Lovely. top 50 miles per gallon compared to the 8 miles per gallon that the Lincoln Continental could do in 1973. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy how things change. Huh? Chris, you're going to link this up in the show notes, so if you're older of than course. us. Um, you, you can, can remember. <laughs> you can reminisce. Yeah, it starts at like 1918 or something always, like that. I always think back to like high school years and think, what was people, what are all my friends driving? I remember, you know, the Chrysler Cordoba and the Chevelles and the Monte Carlos and the Camaros yep. and the, even the Omnis, Chevettes. Yep. Chevettes. Well, Novas. my first car was a Dodge Charger, which was the Omni. Yeah, the body. 024 version. Yeah. Daytonas. Remember the Daytonas? Daytonas were kick-ass, especially thanks to uh, that movie, The Wraith. Oh, yeah. With Charlie Sheen before he became a massive ass cokehead. Mm, yeah. I always think if I went back, well, there's one car I always was interested in, but never actually looked into buying because I heard they had a lot of problems. That was the Dodge Stealth. Yeah. The, the twin turbo one. Yeah. When those came out, they made a big impact. Because that was the those same th- as the Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Yep. And then I think the VR4, if I remember right, was, was the, the all-wheel turbo. drive version, which the Stealth also had their right. own version of. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to look back every now and then. It is nice to see where, where things go. And when people mm-hmm. say cars are junk today, look back at 1973. <laughs> look back to the 80s. I remember my buddy t- driving me home all the time in his Chevy Citation with the sideways radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then, and then when you put an aftermarket radio in, you have to cock your head to the side to look at the dial. 
No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Who in their right mind said this is a good idea? Nobody. Ever. I wonder. Chevy Citation. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, it, it actually kind of does make sense. It's right there in vertical. Mm-hmm. It, but, but, oh my gosh. And they, and you didn't have much for, for, like radio choices. I don't even think you can get a cassette deck. It was the standard AM/FM that has the push button channel changer, yep. kerklunk, kerklunk, and yep. the needle would jump back and forth. You're lucky if you had stereo. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh no! Could you get? Uh, nope. Doesn't look like. You. I don't know. I don't know what engineer approved that. It was the '80s. There's a lot of weirdness. Like you know what we're talking about this break into electric boogaloo. Dun. Why are we talking? Oh, because electric cars. Electric. Yep. That was our conversation before the show. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I'm just looking around while we're talking. I know we got to wrap up soon here, but Anjalopnik, the Chevrolet Citation shares one strange design quirk with some actually interesting cars. Guess what else had the <laughs> the vertical radio? Didn't a Ferrari have one too? The, the Tommaso Pantera that we just mentioned. Oh, yeah. Had had that. That's freaking hilarious. Those are neat cars, man. Yeah. All right. We could reminisce about this forever, but we know that uh, bandwidth costs money or something. I don't know. What are you going to do the rest of the weekend, Chris? Uh, I don't know. What am I going to do? I want to go see Pet Cemetery. I've heard uh, mixed reviews on it. What's, uh, what's they, Rotten Tomatoes say? They changed the story a bit for this version. That's why I want to oh. see it. I hate it when they do that. But Stephen King approved of it, so yeah. But I am the rare exception. I do not like the the new ending of The Mist. Oh, I loved it. I loved I think it. that is I just freaking loved it. Just a downer. <laughs> yeah, it was, like I'm. I'm it was definitely a downer. <laughs> well, it's it's just like you know what? It's just like Indiana Jones, the first Indiana Jones movie. Nothing of the plot. Anything could have happened in that movie, and the ending would have still been exactly the same. Right. And I think it's the same thing with The Mist. He should have just shot his family at the beginning and said, done. <laughs> that wouldn't have changed the ending. Yeah, it wouldn't have changed the ending one bit. They're all dead, and he's alive, and he's yeah, crying. But it, it gives you that shock, that, that immediate shock that, oh, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my so God. What, so then what's the point to all of the movie before it? Nothing. <laughs> Except, I mean, it should be, hi, I'm the dad in this movie. I killed my family, and I screwed up. The end. Oh, there's monsters and flies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 53, 58% on pets on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes. I want to see. For it. Pet Cemetery. What's that? You know? I, saw Shazam, I saw Shazam last weekend. What is that how, rated how, right now? It, it I think that's good, the yeah. highest rated DC movie of all time. Yeah. It it's was, funny, right? Oh, it's funny. It's great. It, it's highly highly seems like it's almost it. like a highly DC's it. version of uh, Deadpool kind of. You know, but, funny. Yeah, but no adult humor. Oh, I'm not going to see that. Hmm. All right, let's see. What what else happened? Oh, I recently released another Armor Shield video because I've been getting so many questions about it. I released the top ten questions you might have about Armor Shield. And, um, God, I love that stuff. I don't know. Anyway, check it out. Just go to injasonsgarage.com. It'll take you right to my YouTube channel if you want to check it out, as well as the other stuff I'm working on. I got some other stuff, too. In fact, I did some work on my wife's car. Oh, that's what I was going to say. How much time we got left? Um, we should have ended eight minutes ago. Ah, well, then what's another two? Um, my wife's, uh, 2014 Buick Encore, the turbo went out on it. What? Yeah. How many miles? Here's the funny part. She was on her way to, she was in Knoxville seeing her son. 
and uh, she got the, the the engine light came on on her dash, and uh, she, I said, you know, go to O'Reilly or whatever, and have the code pulled. It was a P something or other code, uh, underperforming turbo. Huh. And she said that it just wasn't wasn't driving quite right. It felt like it was under low under underpowered. And I thought that there was something wrong to begin with because when we would go to like somewhere in Kentucky, we start going up and down the hills. I would have the thing floored on the highway, and it would be pegged it's it like it would be stuck at 60 miles an hour like that's all it could do <laughs> i'm like something's not right but i could feel the turbo kick in it just didn't feel like it had the oomph that it had so anyway she she took it to a a, a, a mechanic that we actually know in knoxville our, we have our son take his car there and they checked it they pulled the code they said you know everything's fine it must be just a fluke so then she's coming back from knoxville to nashville same thing happened in the exact same spot coming back and she also noticed that her phone lost connection. And she'll, we thought maybe there's some weird radio interference or something weird happening there that might just trip the, the thing. A couple days later, we're driving along, coming back from something or other, and the light comes on again. And I, that son of a bitch was down on power. Like, there was zero boost being made. I could tell. Like, if I wanted to accelerate a little bit, it would have to down, kick down in gear. So when she was in Knoxville, it was 69,700 and some odd miles. Of course, coming back... It went over the 70,000-mile mark, which then voided the seven-year, 70,000-mile powertrain warranty. <sighs> she takes it to the Bu- Buick dealership with 120 miles over that warranty. And they're like, sorry, we, you need a new turbo, and uh, we can't honor this. We can't honor the warranty. Their G- GM got really tight on that. We can't. If it's over, it's over. We can't do a little, little goodwill thing or anything like that. My wife said, but it happened in Knoxville under 70,000 miles. And he goes, can you provide proof? She pulled the invoice from the mechanic that cleared the code that showed her VIN number and the fact that she was under 70,000 miles. We're getting a brand new turbo for her Buick Encore. Thank God. Yeah, because it would have been $1,000 plus probably another, I'm assuming, 500 to 1,000 in labor. Damn. And if that's the case, she would have just said, I'm trading it in. Yeah. I'm getting something else. This so now my, that the warranty's is my, voided, yeah. I'm going to pull out my Diablo and put a tune in it. Yeah. Give it some more power yet. <laughs> This is why I lease cars for two years. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to Your car's going to be paid off next February, so it's all right. So the advice, the lesson here learned is know when your warranty is going to expire and break it before then. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, the advice from uh, Dr. Jason Pepper. All right. Well, I'm sure there's going to be more stuff going on for next week. Yeah. Let me see if I got anything written down. Oh, yes. I got one thing. Do you oh. know that today... Is officially the anniversary of the show when we started the Camaro show. Today, April 13th, was our very first show on no the Camaro kidding. show. Yeah, I, I have it on my calendar and it popped up this morning, so I wrote it down. That's really cool. Well, I guess if you do the math right, two, well, no, it's not quite right. Two, this is episode 211. Yep. It should be 204. We've done extra shows and We've stuff. We've done some bonus shows, yeah. Cool. Well, congratulations to us, I guess, and thank <laughs> you. All of our listeners, especially that have gone this long in this episode, because <laughs> we did a lot of BSing. Yep. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for listening to not only this episode, but all the previous ones. And you can always get see them, listen to them all on uh, CamaroShow.com and on the social. We'll be back next week. Right on, Chris. See you then. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.